Hello and welcome back to the Peculiar Place podcast. This is the segment Two V's in a Pod, and we're your hostesses, Mandy and Jesse. And this is our last 2023 <gasps> podcast. Crazy. So, Came so fast. 11 episodes. It would have been more if I wasn't sick. 11's a lot, though. 11 is a lot. Because we didn't start till, like, the fall, right? Beginning of September, I think? Yeah. 11 episodes. It's pretty good. Do you feel like it went by fast? Very. I think so, too. Very Like, fast. 11 is nuts. So, yeah. We're going to take a couple weeks off for <laughs> Christmas, and then we'll be back January, I, th- I don't know if it's 4th or 5th. Whatever Thursday is the first one in January, and Mandy may or may not be with us. That sounds very ominous. <laughs> I know. You've said this before. Like, um, I- I'm not dying. She's giving birth. I'm just having a child. So if the baby is not here yet, then you'll probably do the podcast with me, I assume? Depends yeah. on how you feel. No, I will. We'll take it by ear. Play it by ear. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, January is going to be filled with uh, guests and probably mostly uh, me and Ty. Ty's my husband. And then February, back to normal. Yeah. The rest of the year will be back to me and Mandy. So yeah. very exciting. Okay, so we're going to start off with discoveries and things that we did this week. Mandy actually has quite a lot to share this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of things happening, mm-hmm. but I'll start with mine. And this one is a little bit embarrassing. Mandy already knows. I sort of told her a little bit about it uh, last week. I am currently reading a Harry Potter fan fiction, okay? Oh my you and I are both Harry Potter fans. We love it. I didn't know that there was a Dramine fan club out there, which is Draco and Hermione, and they are lovers in the fan fiction world. And I was just curious <laughs> because everyone was talking about this book called Manacled, which you're either going to love it or hate it because it basically, and this is not spoiling anything because it's the summary of the book. This happens in the first like two chapters. You find out this book takes place uh, in a world where Voldemort took over. He won... Harry didn't win. Everything basically went to shit. And it's as if Harry Potter and Handmaid's Tale were kind of combined into one. So all of your favorite characters uh, essentially died in very brutal ways. And then they take all the women and um, send them off for breeding. And they wear like red capes, like hoods, like they do in the, the show. And then Hermione is sent to Draco's residence. And that's all I'll say. Um, (laughs) definitely check your trigger warnings. Very dark. It's very dark, and the first, like, 25% of it is pretty brutal, so check your trigger warnings. But I like it. It's 2,000 pages, and I literally bought a Kindle just to read it. I know, a little bit embarrassing. It's because, like, when you write a fan fiction, you can't sell it, like, hard copy, obviously. So I got a Kindle and then downloaded it onto the Kindle. Um, so. Which is crazy that, like, a fan fiction book would be so popular. Like, do yeah. that well. It has, like, 100,000 ratings on Goodreads. But why can't... Uh, is it a woman that wrote it? Yes. Why can't she publish it? Because isn't there a book out there that's also, like, a take on, like, Peter Pan? Like, Hook and Windy or something? Or I don't know what it is. But I don't know if there's a difference because those were written, I think, in the 1800s. Like, the original stories of, like, old fairy tales and stuff and i think you're allowed to take oh there's no like ownership 
I don't know Real, how that works. Yeah. I just know old works you can kind of take and manipulate in some forms. Mm-hmm. I think because this is so modern. And, I mean, this author literally took all the names, took all the different events, you know, all the different um, spells and things. So hmm. okay. it really is a copycat. So I don't think she's allowed to sell it. Okay. It's an interesting book. I'm halfway through and we'll see what happens. It's like a four star for me right now. I bought, I did buy physical copies because you can pay to have them bound, but you can't pay for the story itself. You pay for someone to bind the book, okay. if that makes sense. So those are coming Does the out. author benefit from that? No. She's not allowed that to at sucks. all. I know. So she has all this success and she's like not making anything off of it? No. But I'm sure because of the success, if she wants to write her own work, she's popular. She is set. Famous. You know? Okay. Yeah. What's up with you? <laughs> What's up with me? Um, so I got my maternity photos back, the proofs. I don't have like the actual like copies yet yeah. because I had to like pick which ones that I wanted, which it took like two hours for me to pick. It was so hard. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was so hard because, I mean, they gave me, like, I don't know, 100 to choose from. And you have to pick, like, 15. And I know 15 sounds like a lot. But, like, when I favorited them, it ended up being 50 that I favored. (gasps) And then I had to, like, like, I had to get rid of all of it and bring it down to 15 because it's, like, expensive. Oh, true. To pay extra for any extra photo besides, like, the 15 that was in the package already. It was, like, an extra, like, 25 bucks. Yep. I believe it. That's a lot. It's expensive. But I'm so excited to share them. I'll share them as soon as I get them, hopefully this week. And I actually ended up going back for another uh, little maternity shoot yesterday. The photographers are just really amazing and great. And they had this idea for me. And so I went back and it was a like it was like a nude, wet sheet I don't know how to describe it yeah like a like a a sheet that that, went over you that yeah that you like sort of wrap around like if you search that up on google there's a bunch of like pregnancy maternity wet sheet looks so the sheet was already wet they didn't like spray you down oh so I got there (laughs) there's no like shower or anything in the studio okay I should have just went with my hair wet but I went and <laughs> I had to like put my head in the sink oh. and they were like wetting my hair. Oh no. And but they're the they're so great. Like they're yeah. so funny. They're so nice. I don't care. And but it was funny because I had my head in the sink and they're wetting it. We're trying to get this like wet look. And then it turns out that even just the wet look wasn't enough. So they had to take baby oil <laughs> to put all over you. They oiled me up, girl. <gasps> They oiled me up. Wow. And I, like, I went there with, like, um, like underwear. They told me to wear, like, a white lace yeah. thong. And um, I ended up taking it off. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they were, like, it's too, like, you can see it. It doesn't look good. Like, everything is covered by me. Right. Holding Your things. Even just the sheet itself, the material would be, like, crinkled enough in an area that it would cover. Right. But if I had underwear on, it would, like, show yeah. too much. So, anyway, I'm fully naked in this studio, okay? And they're putting baby oil on me, and I'm soaked. My hair is wet, and then they have this sheet that's wet, and it's cold wet. It's, like, freezing, frigid, Arctic 
cold. In the winter, man. And I remember when they were putting it on me, they were like, we're so sorry. We're so sorry about this. It's going to be cold. Because it has to, like, stick to your body. Yeah. So when they first put it on me, I was like, ah! <laughs> it was so cold. I was like, these better be good shots. Like, they're going to be. Seriously. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to see it. Uh, but it was, it was so fun to do it. I haven't seen anything from that yet. So when I do, like, stay tuned on my Instagram. I'll post it yeah i guess we'll see i've never done anything like that before that's amazing um I'm you're excited. like a model stop that's like model material yeah who who knew that my maternity <laughs> pregnant self that's so artsy it is it was giving like greek magazine goddess <laughs> vogue roman statue <laughs> cover of vogue i'm excited yeah yeah can't wait to see mm-hmm um, so this is not like a personal thing, but the other day I discovered that there are such things as driverless Ubers. Oh, yeah. It is hard enough already for me to convince myself to step into a stranger's car. Yeah. I get it. There are safety measures. You know, they're professionals, I guess. It's a job. I get it. But I am so anxious in an Uber, especially by myself. And, like, now they're going to have driverless Ubers, which is a stranger's car that drives by itself. Have you seen the videos? Yeah, I sent you videos. I don't know if that's better or worse. I actually don't because humans in there, like, strangers are scary, too. But now you're trusting a strange robot. <laughs> I know. Guys, look at the videos. It is insane. Literally, is. like, so there's no one sitting in the driver's seat, obviously. And you just see, like, the steering wheel moving by itself, making turns onto highways and crowded roads We're living in the future guys and like you're just like in the passenger seat what i don't get is why they wouldn't just let you drive it <laughs> like why wouldn't they just let you drive it very bizarre how does it know has it know? i have no idea i had a dream when i was a child a child about this happening and i didn't know that it was actually gonna happen in real life i saw the future i saw the future <laughs> i literally got into the car i remember i was a child and i just got into the car and the car drove itself into the location i was supposed to be going and i had like full faith and trust in this car to like get me to my destination wow and i never forgot about that dream i always remembered that dream i must have been like sick i literally must have been like six or seven when i had that dream so then when i saw it, it was like an actual thing i'm like oh wow it's wow. like happening in real six life. Wow. and psychic wow <laughs> wow your turn me <laughs> i have to check so two things i just wanted to make a quick note because i noticed this on the last podcast what like because i'm a hairstylist although this won't be happening like obviously now that i'm not working until like the end of february but in the future for future reference i get color stains all over my body when I say that, I I mean, like, my arms yeah. and my wrists. The last podcast, it was, like, red. I saw that. And I'm like, they're going to think that I'm, like, murdering people out here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had, like, red stains. Or that you were getting, like, beaten up or I'm something. I'm like, oh, no, I should probably clarify that I, and yes, I do wear gloves. Sometimes it just doesn't matter. It just gets yeah, on it's you. Yeah, it gets places. Um, I just wanted to make everyone aware that I'm a hairstylist and I will get stains on me from time to time and you will see them on my arms in the podcast. We went to lunch with grandma and grandpa and grandpa looked at your arm and he was like, what? Like he looks so upset and you're like, no, 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 it's well, Especially when it's red, it's it looks like I'm diseased. Right. It looks bad. And then if it's brown, it, I look dirty. Or bruised. 
Well, <laughs> if I do purple or blue, yeah, I look bruised. I look uh, like, yeah. Life of a stylist. So I just wanted to make that clear. The other two things I wanted to say for this week is that two shows that I have finished watching and I wanted to okay. talk about them. What are they? I watched The Crown up until Diana's death. Okay. And it's the last season. There's, I think there's a couple more episodes that just came out this week, actually, that I have to watch. But it's all after her death and it's all like Prince William meeting like Kate and all that. But I just wanted to say, because I really like hit me hard Diana's death the lead up to her death like the the hours and days before leading up it really shows the anxiety the level of anxiety that like she was feeling from the chaos of like the paparazzi and them following her and like when it's like dramatized in a way that's like in a show and you're following it oh my gosh just like you have to watch it I was thinking about it I'm not I don't know. I don't love the whole royal family thing, but the show does look good. Like, I've seen some scenes on TikTok, and I'm like, oh, that it looks interesting. I cry often. Really? And I just wanted to say this. Like, I just wanted to say I felt that anxiety, and I wanted to That's cry. That's good. That means the show is impactful, and they're doing it a good job. It was extremely impactful, and it was very, very, very sad. And it definitely made me think change my perspective on how I view like the royal family and the way the relationships between Diana and them so in a good way or a bad way probably a bad way no definitely in a better way oh really okay yeah because I feel like the media really villainizes villainizes them them. yeah Mm. villainizes them and like well everyone had a part to play in it including her she did some shit okay like everyone was really devastated like everyone even Charles was devastated. Really? He has emotions? Yes! Okay, this is another <laughs> thing I want to say. I'll watch it, I'll watch it, because I don't like, know. He's villainized, too, but the truth of the matter is with the royal family is that when you watch it, you see how love is not an option for them. Like, he loved Camilla from the start, and he wanted to be with her. He wanted to be with her. Why didn't they just be together? Because they weren't allowed. They were forbidden from doing that. And it's not even just him. It's also Princess Margaret. The queen was just like, no, love comes later. Like, love is not a priority. You have, like, a role to play as, like, a royal. I mean, I respect that. You're in that position. I mean. But human beings, like, we're human beings. Right, but then don't become the king or queen. Well, you don't really have a choice there. There's a lot that goes it's into that. It's a duty. It's, your, it's the bloodline. That's what line. I mean, though. It is a duty. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to prioritize. You can't help falling in love. No, I know. I know. It's just very sad. I cry often. And I really do feel bad for Charles within the context of the show. I'll say that. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch it. It definitely changed my perspective. And the other show that we just finished watching is 1883. That was one of the most raw, powerful, depressing... That's a movie. No, 1883. It's a show, babe. I thought that was it's a movie. Show. It's the backstory for Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. I don't do, <laughs> I don't do Yellowstone. Have you tried? I have, yeah. We, we watched two episodes and I was so bored, Mandy. I wanted to tear my hair out. I was so really? bored. I couldn't. I don't know what's oh. wrong with me. And I know it's a me problem because everyone loves it. Oh, I love it. So I know it's a me problem. But 1883 was way better. But it was like the most like stressful 
disturbing, but also heartfelt and raw and emotional and powerful. I've cried almost every episode. It's only one season. You cry for every show. <laughs> no, it was so... Now we're watching 1923, but I just wanted to say Wait, that... Wait, what's with the dates? Is it a different season? I'm so confused. So it's all based on the Dutton family that owns the Yellowstone Ranch. Yeah, I know that part. The 1883 is them finding that land. And what's the next one? The next one is like the next generation that's like living... That it, they made it into a okay. ranch. all right, all right. Got it. You're like, I'm over it. Yeah. It's fine. But 1883 was powerful. It was amazing. It was groundbreaking. Loved it. Just wanted to. Okay. Just wanted to say that. I won't watch that, but I'll try the Royals. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, Drew Barrymore. How do we feel about her feeling up her guests? I love it. Okay. It's definitely, it's definitely a meme. It's definitely like kind of funny and cute. Yeah. It's like a quirky thing that she does, but I just feel like she has such good intentions. And I, I think so too. And I feel like she just wants to have like an intimate. Uh, no, I agree, but like not everyone is gonna be like that. Like for example, I'm not a huggy, touchy feely person. I don't know where that comes from, but I I don't love that kind of interaction. And you know, her guests are gonna be fifty fifty on that. The internet's like wild right now because of the Oprah episode. I don't know if you <laughs> saw the Oprah episode, but she was like on Oprah, uh, yeah. basically. And it wasn't even just like her sitting close. It was like the massaging of the arms. It was like holding the hands. It was like the leg, hand on the leg. Like it was I think very... definitely read the room. I feel like she maybe she could do a better job of like understanding everyone's body language. Oprah wasn't doing it back. No. So like I feel like you should know in that sort of you know, way. But at the same time, don't go on the Drew Barrymore show if you don't want to be felt up. And I agree with that because <laughs> if they see her ever, they know That's what her she thing. does. That's her thing. I was watching a TikTok from Bethany Frankel and she was saying how <laughs> she was on the Drew Barrymore show yeah. a while ago and she... Drew Barrymore didn't touch her, didn't get close to her, nothing, for some reason. But she was also saying that, like, she would have been uncomfortable if that was the case because that's not the way she likes to communicate. So, like, there are going to be some celebrities you meet that aren't going to want to be jumped on. I feel like if I were Drew Barrymore, I would definitely work on reading the room and and reading people's body language. Yeah. But I also feel like Drew Barrymore has her own... I just feel like she's very in tune with her, like, childhood self. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that she's, like, been working... Like, the last, like, couple years, she's been, like, working on healing her, like, inner child and, like, running around in the rain and all of that. I don't know. I'm just so... I would so be into that. I would be into it. I love her as a person. Honestly, I do. And it's her talk show. So at the end of the day, she can don't, do what she wants yeah. and don't go, on, don't if go you on if you don't want that. Are uncomfortable. But I did see she also did an interview with Gary Oldman. And he was like, he's serious black in Harry Potter. Okay. And he was not, not that he really? wasn't having it, but like he was sitting far back and she was trying to like cuddle up next to him and he was not wanting to do that (laughs) so i was like oh it's kind of awkward i feel like it could either be beautiful or or it could be cringe yeah so like i said reading the room she could even like go to them before they go on set and be like so you want to have a cuddly moment or are you kind of like independent i love that and then kind of ask them that would be good i think that's probably a good way to do it that would be good yeah i love watching her with her guests that are into it because i feel like it's just such an intimate, more authentic and raw, emotional, as opposed to like 
like a professional interview. Right. It's her way of like trying to like get people to feel comfortable and and be like a really friendly, loving interviewer. No, I love that when it's appropriate. I totally agree. But I feel like that's common sense, Jess. (laughs) But she's not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I don't want to put hate on her. She's a sweet soul. She is. Have us on and we'll cuddle with you. (laughs) I would totally cuddle up on my couch. On either side, cuddle party. Doesn't she seem like such a beautiful person? Yeah, she even sits down with her audience afterwards and just like talks to them like for a long period of time. I've heard really good things. Like I really have. So no hate. It's just like I was curious what you thought about that. Yeah. Because the internet is kind of going wild about it. In the past week, there's been a lot of, like, Krampus Parade stuff on TikTok. Have you seen seen, it? I've seen, yeah. Okay, so just a backstory on that, I guess, just to so everyone knows like where it, it, it's happening and whatever so it's happening mostly in like austria i hope that i pronounced this right <laughs> bavaria yeah germany and hungary krampus <laughs> yeah is it krampus, krampus or is it krampus i don't know it's probably krampus whatever it is what it <laughs> it's is probably not that but anyway they like have these parades where they like dress up as like those like krampus like demon like devilish very hairy like they have these like sticks and they have these drums and and it's very loud and there's lots of fire and yeah the big horns and everything this has been like a celebratory thing for the last like 500 years like it goes back far i was just like amazed by the videos that I i was seeing because people go to these parades and they are like meant to like scare you and like excite you you, i guess people are excited about it but like they chase you they whip you they have whips i know and i've seen them they whip you if they can they have like the fences right they will like go up to the fences like because the parades are fenced off some of them yeah they'll go up to the fences and shake them and i saw this one video but who knows if it's actors or or if it's really a person but i saw the one uh krampus person like literally grab a man and throw him over the fence and start dragging him uh, that's got to be an actor <laughs> i can get sued right there but like people go to these parades for the chaos of them and like oh my gosh like while i can appreciate like the culture and the backstory and, and the tradition of krampus and all of it i would never go I'd be terrified. I'd be no, so scared. And we're talking about Doja Cat. We're not going to be like, okay, let's go to a Krampus parade. <laughs> Hypocrites. <laughs> well, like, listen, you guys can do your backstories on Krampus. He's supposed to be, like, Santa's brother. Yeah. Or Santa's opposite. There's, like, different things. But it's supposed to be, like, the opposite of, like, what Christmas. Saint Nick is. Yeah. So, like, he will go after, like, the naughty kids and, like, drag them to hell. Puts and- them in his sack. Yeah, yeah, like whips them. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. It was going nuts on my TikTok, and I'm always so captivated by the videos because I just can't believe that this stuff happens and people go there. And, like, where does it end? Because, like, I see people leave the parade and they follow them. I, I saw a video of these people running into a cafe mm-hmm. with Krampus following them, and it's yeah. like, where does it end? But that's what I mean. The people that are going, I feel like they want that. These people seem terrified. So where does it end? But, like, don't go to the parade if you don't want to be chased and whipped. But what if you happened upon it? Run away, baby. 
turn around and get the hell out and get chased but i have seen like videos where it's like there's like a big bonfire and it's just like drumming and like yeah, music and, and like and stuff <laughs> it's creepy it's creepy it's cool but it's I'm, like no I'm i wouldn't go i wouldn't go i wouldn't go i wouldn't want that i here. would not go Me but either. it's just been interesting it's been it's definitely really going around tiktok i've just been seeing all the videos and i was just i can't believe people go there and get scared like that because it's like physical i know it gets physical we watch the krampus movie every year <laughs> i love that movie i know it's some people don't like it it didn't do very well but i love that movie have you seen it i saw it but it's not that good i love it I love creepy Christmas movies. I feel like they could make a better one. It was a little cheesy is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't that good. And I like Dead End, which I know you didn't like. It's about the family that are on the road on the way to Christmas Eve. That was so weird. And it's like an endless road. And it's that old lady from Insidious. (laughs) The old lady. Elise, right? I think that's her name. Elise, yeah. And they're like all in the car and the road is just endless. And they keep, you know, finding these weird things on their journey. And, like, they just want to get to their Christmas Eve. And it gets weirder and weirder. And, like, it's... Did you watch the new Insidious? I did, yeah. I was so bored. You didn't like it at all, I eh? I was so bored. Did you see Elise at the end? Yeah. That was, was kind of cool that they did that I her, liked... Though. That was the best part of the movie, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so there's none of it that freaked you out? None of it Nothing. at all? Ty and I were like, is this it? Yeah, see, it, I didn't think it was good either. But the boy in the bathroom... The ghost boy in the bathroom sick... Oh. That upset me a little. Nothing, it disturbed me slightly. Nothing bothered me. And I also didn't like the uh, the, the newest, not Insidious, the Conjuring. <laughs> the Conjuring oh. 4 or whatever it is. The newest? Yeah, where that guy goes to court. It's a true story. Oh, The Devil Made Me Do It? Yeah, it's about Oh, a, I thought that was one of the best ones. I was so bored. No. What's wrong with so me? It's so realistic. The fact that it was like an actual like witch woman. That's that's so different. That's like, and that's a true story. Yeah, but did good overcome evil? <laughs> Didn't it? I don't remember. I hate watching horror that ends very the badly. Always ends well. They stopped her. They caught her and they stopped her. I don't the remember. witchy woman. The witchy woman. Did you know that your pupils dilate when you think about something you love? I tried this because I'm like, there's no way. Like apparently. I don't know. They dilate right away as soon as you think about something you love. Okay, so I'm going to test it on you and you can try it on me. I did it in front of the mirror and it worked. I feel like it won't work. So come close to me. I'll talk into the mic. I'm going to tell you a few things and I want you to really visualize them and think about them. Okay. Ophelia and the moment you have her in your arms for the first time and you see what she looks like. (gasps) Mandy! Shut up. Dude, Are you serious? Maybe we should Shut like, video up. it. Do you want to try Shut me? Shut up. You're being extra. No, I promise you. I <laughs> promise you. They got so big. Wait, what do you love? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. I'm like, like, I feel like it's so basic to be like, Ty. You got to think about things that, no, Ty, I would. Okay. Okay. Ready? So pupils dilating mean they go big. Yeah. They're already kind of big. <laughs> it's because you're looking at me. <laughs> Your wonderful husband, Ty. Your beautiful puppies, Tumnus and Winnie. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Am I psycho? Because they're already big, though. I don't know. Yours were a huge change. Maybe it's because the room's also kind of dim. Okay, maybe look around a bit, and then I'll try again. I'll look into the light. What do you love? You talk about Akatar. <laughs> Wait, I can't okay. think about it yet, or my eyes are going to dilate. <laughs> yeah, don't think about something. Thinking um, about donuts right now. Okay. You walk into Valeris. And you see Rice and, and the Night Court characters, 
and you're there and you get to live there and you get to fly around. Nothing is happening, really? babe. Nothing is happening. Mandy. Are you dead inside? <laughs> Are you sure something happened to me? Because yes, I feel like. I promise. I promise. Okay. Maybe after. Happening to you. We'll do it with like a video. Am I just bad at trying to have you envision? Maybe I can only do it if I think of it myself. I don't know. So maybe think of it and then. Okay, let I'll think me of watch. it myself. Let me watch. Okay, I, wait, I gotta think of something now. <laughs> Nothing? Like okay, I, well... The thing is, I feel like they're already sort of big, but they're not moving at all. They're not changing in size okay. at all. Yours did. I promise you. Maybe I'll show you after on a camera or something. So it's, what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me because <laughs> I tried it the other day on myself in front of the mirror and it worked. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> okay. The next thing I wanted to discuss. Bumble BFF. Uh-oh. I did that. That's why I wanted to ask you about okay. this. I've always been curious about it. It's really hard to make friends in your mid-20s, 30s, because... <laughs> Are you thinking about doing it? Honestly, I was. I'm not going to because of what I do. I feel like, how am I going to trust who I actually know. wants to be my I friend know. or not? But I was curious about it because, you know, nowadays it's hard to meet people. Everyone's home. Everyone's always online. It's, it's difficult once you're out of high school and college and stuff. So I was wondering, like, how effective is it really? And do people have bad experiences? Like, if you go on, like, a Tinder date, can you have, like, a bad friend date? Like, I think so. I think so. So how was your experience? And how many friend dates did you go on? Only the one. And that was the one that disappointed you? Our friendship lasted for, like, a good, like, two years. And we had great times together. The first time we met it's like dates i know it's like dating the first date went really well what did you do we went to moxie's and who initiated that well we were both very enthusiastic and optimistic about the whole thing and we were both scorpios and like we were both into that stuff like we both love chick flicks we love sangria like i remember when we we met it was in the summer and we were on a patio and we like just hung out and then at some point i this was before i moved out though this was like when we were still at mom and dad's and they have a hot tub so i invited over for a hot tub and like we ordered in we had sangria we wow. watched chick flicks and it was just like an instant connection easy easy connection like it was great for the next two years and then i guess she just got like bored of me i don't know that found sucks. other friends but like it makes sense that somebody like her would be on that because they get bored of people and yeah maybe that's why she was on there yeah She's like the next friend let's go swipe is and it I've, like a do you swipe right or left yeah that is so weird i know it, so it was weird. just the one experience that i had i don't think i would do it again i think i think i'm gonna start making like mom friends oh yeah that's a good way to make friends because you'll that. see them at like school well i'm and, noticing like, that there's like do. a community within moms like yeah. my clients who are moms that follow me anything that's related to like pregnancy or like being a mom they're like the first ones to like like it or respond or whatever yeah and then even like people in my life that I wasn't as fully close to like as friend I've become very very close to because they're a mom and I'm gonna be a mom and I don't have a lot of people that are young like that in my life and so like my focus now I've just been like enjoying that like sort of mom community because it's like something that only you could understand if you're a mom yeah you know what i mean makes sense so you just like bond with yeah. people it's like organic so you're probably gonna make a lot of friends that you haven't even met yet like your future yeah. is just gonna be a bunch of new friends That's but so i feel cool. like for you though like 
why don't you join like a book club? I was thinking of maybe doing that. Yeah, join like a book club. Because they do like Zoom calls and stuff. And, and isn't it like, the it's like weekly or like monthly? Yeah, it's weekly. That's a good idea. I was considering that. I think that's so up your alley. I just feel like, and I love the friends that I have now and like, you know, a couple of them like I've known since like early high school and stuff and that's <laughs> great. But like, I don't know. I feel like at 30 now, I'm such a different person than I was in high school. Yeah. And I would also like to find people with like-minded people right like similar interests as me why am i jealous (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) i'm your best friend (laughs) mandy i don't want to be replaced you're the only one i need (laughs) i know like what else what more can you want like i just mean like like more book buddies and stuff like no but that's what i'm saying like i think you would benefit from like having like a book club i need some quiet friends that just want to stay in no you need you need a you yeah. You need another well, you're you. you're basically a me. <laughs> yeah, no, well, but I would love to just come over and read. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, and we I, will do that's that. a vibe. We will do that. I love that. Yeah. Like, you know how I was telling you how, like, um, Luca and I will have an experience rather than give each other gifts? Yeah. The past, like, two years, truly, all I've thought about doing is, like, getting, like, a winter cabin in the woods, dog-friendly, of course, mm-hmm. just bringing a book up there and reading that sounds like heaven. And that's it. I love that. Nothing else. Bony Bear in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like, how nice. Yeah, it sounds really nice. Right? I would love to do And, like, that. so many people would not want to do that. That yeah. sounds boring. That sounds... You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you'd be into that. I feel like a lot of the time, I am my own best friend. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, I am okay to be independent and go places like I that and read all day. You. And, like, I think it's good to be comfortable with yourself. And a lot of people... Yeah can't do that like i know a lot of people who the moment they're alone they panic stress they're anxious they always need to have constant communication or people around and like that's fine like everyone is going to be different in what they like and don't like Mm -hmm. but i like that i have found comfort in solitude hell yeah and i'm happy about it honestly like i like myself i like doing what i'm doing i can entertain myself so easily it's like honestly so peaceful it is it's like getting older i've just started to become more independent in that way it's peaceful it's very peaceful and you don't have to rely on anybody but as much as i love my friends and like having people around it's it's draining if yeah. that makes sense. No, I like yeah. because there's energy that goes into like socializing and having a party or like ha- hosting people or like going somewhere and it's it's almost like this pressure of like performing. I know it sounds kind of bad cuz I'm not saying that I'm performing for my friends or I'm being fake around my friends or anything like that. Yeah. But like as you get older, there's like etiquette that when you go to people's houses or when they come over and stuff like that. But I feel like with you, for example, it's more natural. It's more organic. I can tell you straight up <laughs> yeah. things. You know what I mean? It's easy. If we just wanted to lie down in bed and read a book the whole time, it wouldn't in be weird. Silence. <laughs> silence is not uncomfortable. That's I think yeah. that's a huge thing is like for a lot of people, silence is uncomfortable. And I feel that with p- certain people. For sure, I feel that way. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable in silence with a lot of people. I think I feel comfortable in silence with you, comfortable in silence with Luca. Yeah, same. And our parents, probably. And that's pretty much it. Like, I feel like my friends, too. Like, we have to be doing something. Have to be doing something. Have to be talking about something. Of course, I have, like, certain friends that I could just, like, be like, okay, let's watch a movie. (laughs) Let's just watch a movie. But then there are some times where I feel bad 
because I'm like, oh, they came all this way. Right. They want to talk. They want to. But it's like, how much talking can you do? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Like, how much talking well, can you do until you whip out a game? What's the saying? It's like, with introverts, they lose their energy from social things. But extroverts gain energy from being around. So things. then I must be an inter- introvert. You also could be an introverted extrovert. Because I feel drained after every social event or gathering. Yes, you I feel probably drained. are more introverted. People are surprised to hear that I'm introverted. I don't have a lot of friends. It's crazy because, like, you can have millions of people following you. But in real life, like, it's really just, like, me and my sister. <laughs> And, like, well, that's fine. Also, it's you alone in your house in front of the camera. It is a People lonely job. People feel like they know you, you know? But People I don't know feel them. like they know you, but you don't know them. And you're on your own. Like, there's no, it's not like there's a crew. No. It's just you and I alone in this room right now. Yeah. It's, a- it's more organic, it's natural, it's easy. Yeah. And then it's getting filmed for everybody to see it. Yeah. But if we were in a public situation right now, you and I would be friggin' panicking, I think. Oh, yeah. I get so nervous with anything social. Like, my meet and greets, like, as much as I love them, mm-hmm. the two hours leading up to them, I am a mess. Yeah. I am just full of anxiety. Excited, yeah. but full of anxiety yeah. and scared. Yeah. <laughs> so, many people don't know that about me, but public speaking, mm-hmm. it does not come easy at all. Some people are just comfortable in public situations and settings, and some people aren't. And Well, it's interesting, though, because I find, like, some friends who have had... In videos, they're afraid of the camera, mm-hmm. but they can public speak. They can be out in a theater yeah, talking. Yeah, the camera's but intimidating. As soon as the camera's there, they're scared of that. And yeah. I'm like, how? Because it's just you and me in the room. Right. And we edit it. And yeah. it's, you know, it's chill. Yeah. That's interesting to me. I think maybe the camera puts the pressure on, like, how you would feel that pressure with real people around. Yeah, because I don't feel like that at all with cameras. I'm like, whatever my whole See, everyone day. is so different yeah in that way so what's the verdict are you gonna do i'm Bumble? not gonna i'm not gonna do bumblebee <laughs> no. no 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 i was just curious and like you said book clubs are probably more my thing yeah i don't trust people i meet online and i don't want anyone to to use me for what i do i know that sounds like you know I know I'm not no, anything crazy. It makes total, total sense. But I know you and I have had bad experiences with even having like influencer friends. Mm-hmm. If one side's thinking it's a strong friendship and they're putting their all into it, but the other side only wanted it for business and for views and for that's that's what's tough, right? Well, you don't know people's intentions at the end of the day, right? Like Sometimes you just don't know. We've been hurt by people, and uh, I'm just we've been burned before. I'm, I'm scarred by it because you and I put so much into people. It's actually sad, and into friendships, and we really cherish them, and it means so much to us. So when they let us down, or we find out they didn't feel the same way, it's it's tough and that's why i'm not really friends with influencers because we have been burned Mm -hmm. and it sucks yeah you just feel used yep and like you could just be dropped at any moment and the friendship is not authentic because these people do not have your back no i always tell luca i'm like in the workplace co-workers and stuff this goes for anybody in the workplace professional workplace having your work friends or whatever you always have to be careful about what you say, what you text, yep. all of it, because you're in the workplace and you don't know who's trying to one-up you. You don't exactly. know who's trying to take your job. You don't know who will throw you under the bus the second it benefits them. Is the friendship real? Is it authentic? Can you trust it? 
I wouldn't from experience. That's how it is with influencers. And I'm not saying that I can't do collabs and meet someone for coffee. But it's work. It's work. Yeah, it has to stay professional. Mm -hmm. Like, lesson learned on our part. To be fair, though, like, when we were having influencer friendships, it was towards the beginning. And we were learning. Yeah. And we were young. And now we know. (laughs) That's all we're going to say about that. We learned the hard way. We did learn the hard way. Okay, this fact that I found out. It's really sad, actually. So we're kind of ending our discoveries on a sad note. The actor who played the young Grinch. Oh my gosh, yeah. He was an 18-year-old with dwarfism. And two years after he filmed that, he died. So he had a lot of heart issues. He really struggled. His death is sort of marked as one of the most coincidental, strangest deaths Because at the time he was doing another show, I forgot what it's called. It might be The Passions is what it was called. But an episode aired where his character in the show died. And the same day that episode aired, he died in real life. And so it was such a bizarre coincidence. And so it's just marked as like a really strange death in like sort of actor history. Because you don't often hear about an actor dying the same day their character dies first aired. Right. So I thought that was sad because you and I love the Grinch and I always thought that actor was so good. And that scene was so impactful. (laughs) Well, it's so sad when you find out any actor that is in like one of your favorite childhood movies and all that, like the backstory of like, what's her name? The little girl that played Guppy? Guppy. Oh, from Land Before Land Time. Land Before Time. I think her name was Ducky. Ducky. <laughs> Guppy. Oh, my gosh. Ducky, Brutal. that whole thing. That was a I know. crime that is a lot to get into. But, yeah, I know. Um, we father... won't get her. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to say it because it's, it's violent, right? But it was a violent death. And we used to love Land Before Time. And when I found out, it almost rips the magic away. It completely does. You feel so horrible for the little girl. Well, it's like tragic. That's a whole other thing. Maybe for one podcast, we should do like true crime yeah. stuff. We'd have to choose stories that aren't super long so we can do like a handful in one video. But I find that stuff so interesting. Obviously awful and tragic, but things but to be learned. It's real life. It's part of our history. Yeah. The main segment that we wanted to do <laughs> is called Is the Customer Always Right? And these are kind of Karens that we've met in real life, if you will. It's funny because our mom's middle name is Karen. Love you, mom. But she's definitely asked for the manager before. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I don't think so much anymore, but I remember when we were little, sometimes she would ask for the manager. Granted, it was for things that were going wrong in the store, but she is Karen and she has asked for the manager. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so do you want to start with uh, a story? Being in the service industry, I have plenty of stories, but I wanted to tell the one that triggered this whole thing. Right. A recent one. One that I witnessed. Yeah. That triggered this idea for a segment because I'm like, oh my gosh, the amount of things I could talk about. Yeah. And also, I love to hear people's thoughts as like either someone who's in the customer service industry or like on the outside of it and like getting services from people and like what whatever people's perspectives different perspectives so the reason why is because i went to get my nails done and when i was there there was this lady that walked in 
and she was going to get her nails done by, like, literally right next to me by the man that, like, owns the shop. So she walked in with an attitude, and he, like, kind of greeted her with a little bit of an attitude, and it was, like, tense right away, but I could tell, like, they know who she is. She's been there before. Yeah. He was like, I've already spoken to you about this a few times. Like, you cannot come half an hour late to your appointment and expect to get the full service when I'm fully booked and I have a client coming in in 30 minutes. I don't want to be late for my next client who is showing up on time. Right, valid. Basically, she's coming from a place that's like a half an hour drive from there. Yeah. Justifying the reason why she's late. Leave earlier. Like, literally leave earlier. <laughs> um, so, but she dismissed him and she was like, well, I'm coming from this place, so... And he's like, okay, so it doesn't matter. Like, you're late. And she was like, that's fine. Like, if you can't do me, like, you can start me and one of the girls here can finish me. Yeah. And he's like, well, they're all busy and that's not how it works. And she was like, yeah, but I made the appointment. I showed up. Like, you have to do it. And she had so much entitlement and it was so cringy that it ended up her being like, I'm here, like, do what you can, pretty much. So he was like, okay, go wash your hands, come back. Because they always tell you to wash your hands first. So then she comes she sits right next to me and it's so dense it's like so dense he's like okay i'll do it really fast you have to pick one solid color so that we can get this done quick yeah what's the color you want she pulls out pinterest and it's like a full <laughs> holiday aesthetic nails every nail is a different color every nail has a pattern or Girl. design she's showing him and he's like no one solid color like a red holiday red yeah. and she was like no, I'm paying for the service. I have to get what I want. So get here on time. And he's like, well, no, you're late. You're lucky I'm even doing this. Like, pick one color. It starts to escalate. She's like, um, I'm paying you. You need to do what I want. And he's like, okay, well, you haven't paid yet. So what? And he stops doing her nails because he was like filing her nails or whatever. And she was like, I'm the customer and the customer is always right. <laughs> <laughs> and he Ooh. was getting pissed and i i would have stepped in if a i wasn't pregnant or b he was handling it pretty well i mean he was getting pissed off just right back yeah, he sounds like he's doing his job he was handling yeah. it he was handling it but it was really awkward because the whole place is quiet listening to this whole thing and finally he's like okay that's it like don't pay leave and she was like, okay, well, I'll find somewhere else and I'll find someone better and I'll pay them and blah, blah, blah. And she's cussing as she leaves and it's this whole thing. And I just felt so bad for him because I know that his day's ruined now because now he's like slumped in his chair. He's like, he's literally like, he's like, that's, that's bullshit. He was like, that's bullshit. And I felt so bad for him because I'm like, it sucks to have to deal with people like that. And it sort of like ruins your day and it puts like a damper on your day. And like you worry, like, are they going to leave a bad review? Like right, right. you worry about your business that you work hard on and yeah. like everything that happened in that situation. He was being reasonable. The fact that he even took her on at all for a solid color. If anybody came into my salon with an attitude, bye. I can't believe she said the customer's always right. Yeah, she was like, the customer's always right. Like, are you, what is, is this, like, is this 2006? That's ridiculous. I I can't, I can't. The customer is not always right. No, I've never agreed with that uh, sentiment. 
so entitled. You can be wrong on either side. Totally. The customer is not always right. No, why is all. that a thing? I don't know. Who they started just, this? I don't know, but I hate that term, and I can't believe she actually said it out of her yeah. mouth. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And it was a young person. Like, that's what shocked me the most. Because I expect this from, like, the older generations. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Karen's are usually middle-aged. Yeah. (laughs) Because they grew up in that customer is always right thing. I'm doing you a favor by giving your business money and giving, like, supporting your business. You know what I mean? Like, it's an entitlement thing. Totally. I think nowadays that has changed because people work really hard on their businesses and service providers like hairstylists and stuff like can make decent money mm-hmm. and don't need your one hour appointment. Yeah. Like you're not going to make that big of a difference in my day if you're going to like be rude and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like put me in a stressful and anxious riddled situation i'd rather you just not come at all save your 50 bucks it's fine yeah well i'm glad you told her to go home like i'm glad he didn't stand down you know clearly this has happened before he knew exactly who she was when she walked in so she must be always difficult and <laughs> yeah. always late like she's probably always late and oh, probably yeah. like, oh my god that's why he started off being like we've talked about this <laughs> Poor oh guy. Like she's a child. Poor guy. <laughs> and they were so cute, too, because when I was leaving, they gave me a little Christmas gift. Aw. I've never gone to a nail salon and gotten a gift. Yeah, that's sweet. They know who I am there. It's really cute. Yeah. I love that. Anyway, that's what inspired me this week. Yeah, it's a good topic, because I feel like we both have tons. I mean, I was a cashier. I'm heated just, like, talking about it. Yeah, that's annoying. That's really annoying. I'm riled up. <laughs> I had a recent one, too, but I was thinking of starting from my Michael's cashier. Do it. Back when I worked at Michael's craft store, I had to deal with a lot of crazy customers. But I remember the worst time was three months into the job. This woman who was getting married soon, she was shopping for a bunch of stuff. And she brought about over 100 strands of pearls from the bead section. And so she came up with her cart. They were all tangled. She had hundreds of them. She looks at me and she goes, there's exactly 105. Can you just scan one and put in the quantity? The thing is, my manager had just gone through with me that I'm not allowed to do that. And our systems don't allow for that. We have to have our manager's key. It needs to be overrided. So I've been told I have to go through one by one and scan them, right? I get it's annoying. And I told her, I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is what I have to do. My machine won't let me. I have to go one by one. I'm so sorry. I'll try and be quick, right? Immediately rolls her eyes. Are you serious right now? Call your manager. So I was like, okay, okay. I'll humor her. I'll sure. Humor her. I have the thing right on me. It's a walkie-talkie, so she can <laughs> hear. And so I'm like, hi, I have a customer here. She has over 100 strands of pearls. Um, she wants to override it and put the quantity in. Right away, the manager was like, nope, you're going to have to scan them one by one. Oh my we gosh. can't do that. And so the girl was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, just get started then. <gasps> this is my third month, right? So now it's oh under pressure. Gosh. Now, you'd think... While she's waiting for me to scan, she would help me, right? She would, like, start untangling, start handing them to me. No. Does she not just stand there with her arms crossed and go, okay, go? And so here I am trying to untangle and then scan. So, of course, it's taking a long time, right? So I'm on, like, number 30. (laughs) And we're there for already, like, seven minutes. (laughs) There's a cashier beside me. It's an older man. Looks like he's been here for a while, probably a couple years, right? She looks to him and she goes... 
can you switch with her? Like, can you take over and do it for her? Like, she's really slow. Like, right in front of me. Just, she's really slow. It's really annoying. Can you just step in and take over for her? And the guy goes, no, she's doing fine. And I'd probably be slower. Oh, good. Yeah, so he did, like, stand up for me. And she goes, are you serious? I'm going to be here all day. And so the guy actually went and called the manager on his thing. And the manager walked over and was like, what's going on here? Everything okay? Mm. And the girl once again was like, I don't understand why you can't just like blah, 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 blah. And the manager stood there with me as I scanned to make sure I wasn't being like pestered. So the lady kind of calmed down. Verbally abused. I was. That's why the guy called because she was being so rolling her eyes. Could you not be slower? Blah, blah, blah. Like it was awful. I got off my shift and cried. The thing is, like, there was no one else in the store. It was a calm day. Like, it wasn't like there was a million people behind her. It was very chill. And she was just on another level. And listen, I know you're getting married. I know you're stressed. But, like, there's only so much I can do. I think it's annoying I can't override it. But that's not my fault. Like, it's not my fault at all. I think it's annoying that you're buying a 100 strands of beads ordered online. Exactly. You can literally have them shipped to you. The exact quantity. (laughs) I should have said that. Don't put that much shit in your cart if you don't expect (laughs) for it to take a while. And help me. Yeah. Goodness gracious, help me. So that was my first experience with a Karen who was very, very rude. And I was very intimidated. But anyway, I did what I had to do. And you know what? I won almost every month fastest cashier. Because every month there was like (laughs) a, a board behind us and you had the fastest cashier. So like the quickest, like how fast you can cash everyone out. And I was always on there. So imagine me already being fast but then having to deal with the friggin' pearls that were all tangled. So I was probably her best option. So, like, relax. <laughs> and back then I was so shy, too. So, like, I wouldn't really stand up for myself. Now I would not take that shit. I would not take it. Fire me. <laughs> I would not take it. Bye. Yeah. Walk off on the job. <laughs> One of the most unhinged things that have ever happened to me in my hairstylist career is the woman that showed up at my house yes (laughs) it's not funny it sounds like a horror movie title it is so this is the reason why i do not do kids cuts anymore kids cuts are very difficult they are either absolutely terrified screaming bloody murder waving their hands in the air moving their heads around going up and down the chair And I'm working with razors, buzzers, shears, sharp items. Yeah. It's a little scary. And I don't really feel comfortable telling your kid what to do. I just don't. Yeah. I try and have it be up to the parent to make sure that their kid is sitting still, behaving, distracting them. Right. Whatever. I don't really feel comfortable doing that to someone else's kid. Because I wouldn't really appreciate somebody doing that to my kid. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not comfortable. So it sucks every time. But kids cuts, I've never been too fond of because when all of that is happening, all that chaos is happening, you know, the parents are usually like, just get it done, just get it done. Like, whatever you can do, do that. Right. It's never perfect. It's never perfect. How could it be? How could it be when they're flailing around, around, crying? All of a sudden, they'll look this way. They'll look that way. They follow the sounds they're hearing. Like, as I'm snipping, they could go... Yeah. And then guess what? This side's longer than this side. Yeah. We'll be here all day. So yeah. I just try to do it quick. Anyway, so this kid comes in. Her hair is like almost touching the floor. 
it's long, it's natted, it's naughty, it's awful. And, you know, the mom is like, oh, like, just like, you know, cut it this way, whatever. And I'm like, okay. So it takes me like 15 minutes to untangle her hair. Oh, no. So at this point, the kid is super agitated. Yeah. And like over it. Right. She wants to go. And I haven't even cut yet. It's like, could you not brush your kid's hair before you got here? I'm trying to cut her hair. She's moving all around. She's up and down the chair, all of this stuff. And finally, I look at the mom and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be even. She keeps moving. I'm doing my best. The mom was like, it's totally fine. Do what you can. So I did what I could. I knew that I didn't do the best job that I could and have done. You told her. Well, I did the best job I could have done. Right, but right. obviously, it's not my best work. Yeah. I don't like doing it because I'm not proud of my work at the end of the day and right. I want to be proud of it. So I got the mom to overlook, like check it before they left because I knew it wasn't perfect. And she said, okay. She was like, we're good to go. Okay. Okay. So got the approval. $20 later. Yeah. $20. It's not much. Yeah. <laughs> $20 later, they leave, okay? I have a couple more clients. It's the end of the day. I shut down for the night. It's 8 o'clock. It's dark out. Um, I check my phone, and I have six missed calls, 10 messages. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, whoa. So I check, and it's the woman, and she was like, her hair is uneven. I'm so upset. I'm coming back right now. Answer your phone. Sending me pictures. Like, uh, the whole thing. So I'm, like, overwhelmed. I don't even know what to say. She's calling me over and over and over and over. And I'm trying to process everything before I answer. Oh, that's aggressive. This is what I texted her. I texted her, hey, I'm not surprised. I knew that it, was gonna, it wasn't even. Yeah. You know, I told you that. Why don't you bring her first thing in the morning? And what we'll do is just really quickly have it brushed already, and I'll just go straight cut from the back. Yep. Just standing in the driveway, we could do that, and it would be easy, and it would be quick, and we'll do that instead. Yeah. So she's like, nope, I'm coming right now. Okay, boundaries. And by the way, like, I work from home, so it's not like just any old salon, no, you know what I mean? Personal. Like, I work from home. I have a separate... Um, salon area separate entrance separate everything from my house but it's still connected to my house so when that gate is closed when my hours are done it's your house it is my home now yeah everything that could go to the salon is closed off right to put it in perspective and you had already offered to do it the next day Yeah, and i was like i'll do it the next day she's like nope i'm on my way wait till my husband finds out so now i'm like that's a threat. Intimidated. Because I'm like, what do you mean wait until your husband finds out? She's What's like, he going to do? She's like, my husband's going to be so upset. Okay. Um, Why is that my problem? So I texted her and I'm like, listen, I'm no longer comfortable at this point. Now that you've said that. I have said not tonight, tomorrow. That's not good enough. I will give you a refund just to shut you up. Like, seriously. Yeah. Because normally I don't just give refunds. That's not like a thing that I do it, unless it's warranted. Because it's it, your time. It's yeah, your time. yeah. And I already, you know, the whole thing. Anyway, so <laughs> I was like, I'll give you a refund and just go somewhere else. Right. Now I'm not comfortable because you're not respecting my boundaries. Nothing that I'm saying is good enough. I don't want you here. Yeah. It's at this point, it's like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And you're getting your husband involved and it's nighttime. <laughs> Luca is in PJs at this point. Yeah. So I'm telling Luca what's going on and I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my God, she's coming here. Like, what the hell? I told her not to. I said that I would do it 
tomorrow or I'd give her a refund. Like I'd e-transfer her, whatever. He's like, no, you, this is ridiculous. Who shows up at the door? She's ringing the doorbell, banging on the door, calling my phone. And finally I go to Luca. I'm like, here's the 20 bucks answer the door give it to her and tell her to leave and did he yeah so we answered the door he handed her the 20 bucks she was like no i just want to see her i just want to talk to her for a minute i don't want a refund i just want her to fix the cut and he's like go to first choice like go to go to the melon head go to a place specific for kids where they specialize in kids cuts you got your refund go it's not like i botched the cut or anything like that it's this kid is like three yeah, it's slightly uneven it's Get over three it. like she's three who it'll, cares it'll grow back you could anyway it was really kind of creepy because she was like i just want to talk to her just like get her out here for a minute and luca was like sorry the answer is no you got your refund please leave boundaries she's yelling 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 eventually he closes the door in her face yeah you have to what does she do she starts ringing the doorbell oh again. My God. That's police material right there. Ringing the doorbell again, banging on the door, calling me. And then I look at Luca. I'm like, should we call the police? Like, seriously. And the problem with that was he was like, hey, just give it a couple minutes. She had her little daughter with her. Oh, the poor which girl. Which was what was the worst part. Because poor the girl. little girl who's innocent and she all this know. is watching her mom and she's horrified. She's like horrified of what's <laughs> happening right now. So the client, she goes and sits in her car in the driveway and she starts texting me. The whole dynamic of her attitude changes, which is terrifying. She goes, you know, I really think that you did an amazing job. I just wanted to talk to you for two minutes. What a creep. <laughs> she what sat in creep. the driveway. She was texting me that and I didn't respond. I was literally like counting down the minutes before I was about to call the cops on her ass. Yeah. Anyway, eventually she left. I never got a bad review from her. Never got a follow-up from her. Thank God. Well, you I could was have so responded worried. with everything she was doing. But I feel like... <laughs> I feel like she probably did tell her husband. And her husband was probably like, are you trying to get arrested? <laughs> because I'm surprised that that kind of energy, her bringing that energy to my home, I'm surprised she didn't bring that energy online and onto my reviews. I'm surprised too. She didn't. And I, I wonder if it's because she appreciates the fact that I did not put her ass in jail that night. Yeah. Have some respect. People, that's unhinged. People are nuts. Not only did you get a refund, full refund, but I offered to do it the next day as well. And you were asked to no, leave you did my property. Right. Anyway, that was like one of the most unhinged. I have plenty. But that was something. That's nuts, Mandy. That's nuts. <laughs> That was something. And that is why I do not want to do kids' cuts anymore. <laughs> I don't blame you. So that was the last time. Was it? I do have clients that I've cut their kids' hair before, and I still do. Okay. I don't really like doing it. I don't want to do it. But, but they you, know those. They know the story, and they're like, trust me, we never do that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I'm I like, think if you have the disclaimer there, they should be understanding. You know, you're not trained new to clients, be with little kids jumping around. New everywhere. clients that ask me, I'm like... 10 and up but maybe once you have ophelia you'll just have the mother's way of like doing it like (laughs) i figured that too because i'm like i feel like maybe moms get it more on how to like speak to kids in a way that you never know you never know even then i i don't that's your kid yeah it's not my kid you're in charge of your own damn kid it's true (laughs) 
I have um, a recent unhinged one uh, from when I was in the hospital in October. So this was like our third time going back to the hospital. So we were annoyed having to go back constantly because I was having constant issues. And there was this one time we were in the waiting room. We had been waiting for like four hours, okay? I get that it's long. It's annoying. We're all irritated, right? And so we're sitting there and the room's full of people waiting. And this mother comes in with her 35-year-old son, okay? This man is grown. All right. He's like, he's like, uh, he's a fiance. Okay. He's got the ring on. He keeps saying how he's getting married soon, whatever. So he's an older guy. The mother goes up to the, one of the nurses and she's like, we don't want to wait behind all these people. We don't have time to be here for hours and hours. So we need to see the doctor immediately. Oh my God. Join the club. Yeah. Everyone is sitting there looking at this woman. Like, what do you think we are? Yeah. who, Who are we to you? Are you the queen? Yeah. And so the son at this point is just kind of standing there crossing his arms, just nodding at everything she's saying. Okay. It's like her backup. Oh, God. So the nurse goes, "Um, no, you're going to have to sit down and wait like everyone else. And the woman goes, (laughs) we were just here at 1 a.m. Because at this point, it's like 7 a.m. She's like, he got a CT scan and the doctor told us to wait for our results. We were tired. So we went home. And so now we have to go all the way back through Emerge again. And the nurse is like, yeah. Boo-hoo. If you chose to discharge you now have to wait all over again to see a doctor Mm. and she goes that's ridiculous because we've already been here at 1 a.m and now we have to wait all over again and the nurse is like you could just wait for the results from his doctor like just wait and he'll call you or make an appointment you don't have to be here waiting but if you want to see an emergency doctor you have to wait in line again like that's it you're you came to emerge lady Like, you have to, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, this is ridiculous. And then she starts walking around to each nurse, trying to say it over again. Like, that woman over there won't see us. And it's ridiculous because we were here at 1 a.m., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, no one wants to listen to her. They're saying, lady, sit down. Like, everyone needs to wait. Sit down. We can't prioritize you. Sit down and relax. Now the son is angry because people are telling his mom to sit down. Okay? He loses it. And I felt uncomfortable in the room he goes back to that first nurse and he goes you idiot (gasps) and he's screaming this to her he goes my mother just explained to you that we were here at 1 a.m and because you're such a (laughs) idiot we now have to wait here for five hours to see a doctor he's calling her idiot (laughs) screaming this this is why i carry pepper spray and so the nurse, because she's in like a room that has a window, she just closes it. <laughs> and he goes, excuse me. Fair enough. Excuse me. Open the window. Open the... And he's screaming it. And so people around are like, should we call like security? Like, should we call someone over? Anyway, he huffs and they both walk off. Don't know where they go. Didn't see them again. But they made the biggest scene for such a problem they caused. Guys, if you want your CT scan immediately, you're going to have to wait for it in hospital. If you go home to sleep, that's too bad. You're coming back and you're starting from level one. I didn't want to be in the hospital four times in October. It's not like I can go back on my fourth time and be like, I was here last week. And so I don't want to wait. Like To escalate a situation to the point of calling somebody a name. No, but like Mandy, <laughs> he was screaming it, right? And the mother runs back. <laughs> grabs him and goes andrew andrew stop please andrew they're gonna come get you andrew like she's like now she's crying because he's he's lost it right he was quiet in the back with his arms crossed and now he's like everyone here's 
idiot. And she's going, oh my God, Andrew. It was Mandy. <laughs> she's like grabbing his arm, trying to pull him away. He's like, no, I want to talk to the nurse. You just spoke to my mom. Like, it was like, she was trying to hold him back. And it's like, lady, you started this and you raised this. So why are you upset about this? Like suddenly she was embarrassed and upset. And she was the one who initiated all these issues. She was being rude. It Thank was... God that woman just closed the she, window yeah, thing. She was over it. But I felt so bad because he was calling her some serious names. That's so disgusting. And she was nice. She took my blood and she was telling me about her dogs. And like, she was a really sweet lady. I worked as a receptionist once at a college and someone there called me stupid. It was a hair college. So yeah. like people come in and actually pay to get their hair done by the students. Yeah. And I guess that she had come in earlier to book an appointment and came back to follow up about it. But I couldn't find her name anywhere and I couldn't find the appointment. And she was like, I think you're stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. And at the time, because I was only, what, 18 at the time, I never stood up for myself or anything like that like i just took it a lot of people do and it's really sad because you shouldn't have to put up with people like that it's abuse it is and nobody should have to deal with that in the workplace you're right check yourself luca actually during covid because of all the rules and stuff not at the place he works at now i believe it was a place uh, right before this place but when all this stuff was happening with covid and there's all kinds of rules and regulations and all of that i'm pretty sure there was a guy who was fed up with the rules and he saw that luca had a work shirt on and like worked there and like drove past him and like spat at him <gasps> and kept going oh my god yeah unhinged when it comes to luca i'm ready like heads will roll yeah so when my man comes home and tells me this like jess i i want to cry i'm so frustrated oh, just thinking about this happened like three years ago yeah and it's disgusting nobody deserves that no, nobody deserves that so the other thing that i wanted to say about the whole customer is always right thing is just like how people perceive and I guess, treat people that own their own businesses and like maybe they work from home, which I feel like a lot of people do. Like there's a lot of uh, young people out there that are doing lashes, that are doing hair, nails, aesthetics from home, young business owners like myself. And they feel like because you own your own business and your small business that they can get away with certain things. And they really try to push the boundaries. Yeah. And some of the things that I've encountered that I just think are completely ridiculous, which I just wanted to say, is I've been asked, can I pay half now and half later? No. No. Another one was this girl, she didn't have, let's say, I don't know, 50 cents. She was like 50 cents or a dollar off of like what she was supposed to pay. Right. And she was like, can we just forget about it or like can we just can you just let it go or can can I the next time I see you can I give you that and the thing is is even though it's just a couple cents if I let something like that go or let something like that slide the one time then it's giving her opportunity to do it again and again and again and it really is a snowball effect and even though I feel bad because it's like I could just let it go this one time but I have I have to protect my business yeah I have to, and I deserve to protect my business. I'm the only one that's going to advocate for myself and my business. It's a one-woman show. And I work hard. Yeah. You know, it's also showing a lack of respect. Yeah. When you behave that way, because you couldn't go to Shoppers Drug Mart. You couldn't go to Walmart. You couldn't go somewhere and be like, let it slide. I don't have 50 cents. Like, can I just leave? They'll say no. 
yeah so it's just like why do you think that it's okay to do that to a small business yeah. it's just it makes you feel it makes you feel small and it's not good and then i've had this is very not common because i have amazing clients like truly i have the best clients but here and there sometimes i get a new client and in my like eight years of doing this i've had situations where clients have come to me and tried to like over explain and justify why they're not going to tip me because i own my own business and i work from home and i have less expenses and i'm pocketing all my money which is not true at all because i'm paying the exact same amount that anyone who's renting a building would pay because i'm paying a mortgage i'm paying for the water the you know the hydro the electricity everything that's being used in the salon paying for the products top quality products i'm paying for the equipment i do have expenses it's arguably harder to do that than to just be going to a salon and i try to make the experience in the salon a really good one yeah you know like i serve snacks i serve coffee tea i serve mimosas like i try and make it a really beautiful yeah, experience it's a whole vibe every time it's a vibe. It's a, it's an experience, and I I work really hard to make it a really good one. Yeah, and really good quality products and stuff. So, when someone's standing there at the end of it, try to explain to me why I don't deserve a tip because I work from home, not because I didn't do a good job, because I work from home. It it's just I get secondhand embarrassment for them because it's like, girl, if you don't want to tip me, just don't. Yeah, it's like the explaining part is worse. Than not giving yeah one. it's like awkward the most recent one who did that she was like stumbling over her words and really trying to make sense and i was just kind of looking at her like when will this end like when will yeah, you that is so awkward. wrap it up <laughs> it's horrible yeah you don't need to like try and justify it that's so awkward i think people just need to respect and honor small businesses Agreed. Truly. Agreed. Like I said, I have amazing clients. I'm so lucky. The clients that I do have are really wonderful. Mm -hmm. So it's very rare that I run into this stuff. But when I do, (laughs) I'm like, seriously? I cannot relate. I would never, like, talk or treat somebody like that, ever. Okay, so there's so many that we could talk about. Um, We're We're going to save some. We're going to save some for 2024. Because there's always going to be time that we need to talk about people being unreasonable. Exactly. Okay, so we're kind of doing a 2023 wrapped because obviously the year is ending. We're going into 2024. And so because we love our books, I thought we would show our favorite books from 2023. So I'll start with mine. (laughs) Here's the funny thing. So, okay, I read over 100 books. So I was like, I can't choose a top three. I'll choose a top five. But even then, I chose a top six. I told Mandy to do her top three because she read 12 books. You don't even know? Uh, so Third of Glass is what? Eight? Uh, I don't know. Seven or eight? I'm not sure, but I think you read around Nine, 12. 10, 11, 12. I did it. 12. Yeah, I think I saw it on 12. your Goodreads that you had 12. 12. Here are my top books of 2023. <laughs> you read 100 and I read 12. <laughs> <laughs> First, we have Recursion by Blake Crouch. Also by Blake Crouch, we have Dark Matter. These are so good. And they're sci-fi thrillers, which I never really thought I would be into, but I love them. New favorite genre. Then we have a sort of horror drama. This one is The Drowning Kind by Jennifer McMahon. Hope I'm saying that right. This is uh, amazing 
heartbreaking, brought me to tears, but was also terrifying, gave me nightmares. That's like the perfect kind of book. Then we have Fantasy. This is The Serpent and the Wings of Night. Still got to read that. Carissa Broadbent. Oh my gosh. Favorite fantasy of the year. Absolutely wow. amazing. Vampires. It's just everything you need in a book like this. That's on my list. I tell everyone to read this. And the second book is just as good. But you don't have very many annotated moments there. I'm surprised. But the ones that are, are very impactful. Then we have another horror. I think this is my favorite horror of the year. This is The <laughs> Watchers by A.M. Shine. This is going to be a movie in 2024. I am so excited. Okay, it's going to so be the first one it. there. You have to read it. to read it. It's just amazing. I don't even know how to describe it. It takes place in a forest. My favorite setting for a book. Uh, so eerie. So creepy amazing. This is one of my favorite authors ever beside Sarah J. Mass. This is Kristen Hanna's The Great Alone. This book is so impactful. I'll never forget the characters. I'll never forget the journey. This is uh, sort of a historical fiction. She writes a lot of historical fiction. So just like fictional stories from people's lives that take place at a time in history. Amazing. I love all her books. Every single book I read from her, I give her five stars. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Not one that book has a been lot. under five stars, but all of these books here were five stars. Love them all. I love just, I love books. <laughs> okay. So my top three, because the thing is, is I, I read Akatar at the end of last year and I was just getting into Silver Flames in the new year. So I finished Silver Flames, which is the most recent Akatar book from Sarah J. Mass. And any Akatar book that I'm going to read this year is going to be on this list. So yeah. this one, it's my least favorite of all of them. The tabs. Oh, see? See? <laughs> she didn't do that. No, no, no. This, <laughs> these are Jess's books. Um, but who knows? I might be getting some for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. I was telling Luca yesterday, I was like, I think I'm getting Akatar yes. for Christmas. You are. <laughs> Spoilers. Anyway, so this is great read it Akatar. spicy yeah very spicy long but uh powerful yeah powerful the majority of this year i was reading throne of glass which is why i slowed down a little bit and i didn't really read much else this year because it was a journey to say the least but crown of midnight which is the second Mm -hmm. book of the series was my absolute favorite of them all mine too really yep it was really? the only one I gave five stars. So it's crazy because my favorite characters aren't in it. I know. They're it's, not in it. It's bizarre. But the fantasy vibes, the aesthetic, the storyline in this, the drama, the twists, the turns. Nehemia. When I finished this, I didn't know whether to cry, scream, or throw it across the room in anger and frustration. But anything, any book that makes you react that way... It's a good book. It's a good book. Yeah. So, surprised you didn't that's annotate true. any of the summer glasses. I wasn't annotating yet. Oh, So, that if I want to go back. That sucks. I have to read it all over again. Needless to say, the last thing I'm going to say is that I hope that Aelin makes an appearance again. Oh, she's coming back. Because she's actually my favorite female character in all the Sarah J. Mass books so far. I haven't completed crescent city the series yet you're learning about bryce i'm so learning we'll about bryce but even so aelin i it's gonna be hard to top honestly i kind of agree and i've read yeah. all of them i think aelin's the best 
Aelin's the best. Actually, saying Aelin's kind of a spoiler, but uh, oh, Selena. No! Selena. <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally forgot. And that's who she is in this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's obvious. It's, yeah. And then lastly, Stolen Tongues Stole My Heart. Mm-hmm. Not my tongue, there my heart. This is a horror book. I've spoken about this before on the podcast, and it's incredible. I guess you could say it's it's about skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't, they're not called that in this book, but it's pretty much that. It's amazing. It's got all the winter vibes. It's so scary, but exciting. It's like keeps it's you on your toes. It's there's no slow moments, never a dull moment. This book is incredible, and I read it really quickly because it was just so fun the whole time. Yeah. So fun the whole time. It's a good book. I would read it again, and again. I probably wouldn't. I was and too again, scared. and again. So those are my three bookies, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the book awards. Um, Okay, so we also want to wrap up 2023 with our thoughts of uh, just the year takeaways. as a whole. Like, takeaways. I didn't write Things any down. Things learned. Did you? They're just little points. Sure, go for it. So what I learned this year, to give yourself grace, I really learned that this year. Just simple, give yourself grace. Yep. Learn how to be patient with yourself. And yeah, another thing, patience and faith is so important. Mm-hmm. Leaned a lot on my faith this year. Me too, and girl. patience. Me too. Leaned a lot on my faith this year. <laughs> Was not the easiest year. Also, I have just this new respect for moms and women in general Mm -hmm. and just how amazing our bodies are the fact that we have wombs that connect us to the universe and give life and obviously everything is given to us by god yes of course i'm not taking credit the human woman body is just miraculous Mm -hmm. it's magical and it's incredible agreed i'm proud of my body honored to be a woman yes love being a woman (laughs) and lastly it's okay to set boundaries whether that's boundaries in relationships friendships family i think i've just learned to speak up for myself if i'm needing something or my family needs like luca and i if let's say and my unborn child (laughs) and all of those things when i need it you know what i mean yeah and just learning how to like respect other people's boundaries and being empathetic in those boundaries. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to be specific on that. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I, I feel like you should have ended this off because yours are so positive and, and <laughs> so good. And I feel like mine are just... <laughs> honestly, girl, I don't have lessons. I've gone through it this year. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, the best thing to happen is you being pregnant. So I feel like in that way, that's really the light. You're going to be an ant. In the tunnel. Being an ant is something I'm so excited oh for. Gosh. and. That, you know, it definitely brought that happiness and excitement and positivity to my year. But on the other side of that, which is crazy because it's so crazy how you can be so happy and so excited and that's such a good thing. But on the other side, it's like when your health is so bad, it's hard to think of the year as, you know, a good one overall. I mean, six months I've been in the gutter. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Hospitals not feeling well. I'm still not out of it. So I'm leaving the year not good, you know, so I'm not even really going into 2024 that well, although Ophelia, once again, is going to bring the light and I'm excited for that, but I just want to feel good. I think aside from health, like really the only lesson 
I learned is who I want to have in my life. I ended a couple friendships this year around sort of me being sick and my health. People who I don't think fully understood me, which is sad because a couple of these friends, one specifically I've had since I was basically in grade one. And, you know, you think you know people and you think they understand you. And I know we grow and we change and especially... I'm going to be 30 in February. Like, I am not the same person that I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, I'm constantly changing and evolving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like when you have a friend that can't accept that and can't grow with you and understand how you've changed and understand your boundaries and who you are now, it's not worth them being in your life as hard as it is to let them go. And so, yeah, just look at your friends, look at your family, and just make sure you have people around you that love you and care for you and bring you positivity. Yes, good Support. Support, Um, empathy. Because it's not even just them not understanding. It's them not caring to understand. Right. You can't teach people how to understand. Right. You know what I mean? We're adults now. You either do or you don't. Yeah. And you either care to or you don't. Yeah. It's that simple. So yeah, I've just been looking at people in my life that I love and that I want to be around. My sister, my family, friends that are still always around and, you know, care for me and support me. So yeah. Aw, <laughs> good job. It's been a tough year. So I'm I'm really praying that 2024 will it's the be up better. And up. Entering my 30s, being an aunt. The up and up. Um, hopefully our podcast will take off more and we'll just have like a good year, you know, like I'm... That's what I'm praying for. Mm-hmm. So, Aww. <laughs> I hope you guys have a good oh my gosh Christmas and holiday and uh, happy New Year uh, and all of the things, all the things at once. Thank you for supporting us. Obviously, we couldn't do this podcast without you guys, and it's been really amazing to see all the support and people following and commenting and just like being there for us. Like no matter what journey we're on, like you guys are there for us, and we appreciate it a lot. Yes, we you. love you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the support. This is so much fun. We want to keep doing this. I'm going to be a mom the next time. Well, probably, maybe not. Probably. They're either a mom or very, very, very close to it's being likely. Days away. <laughs> hours away. We'll see. Yeah. But who knows? Like, maybe you'll get a little glimpse of my little filia the next time. But soon. Yes. Literally. Like, very soon. A couple weeks. All right, guys. Have a good holiday, and we'll see you in our next podcast. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.